Hello and welcome to the latest podcast on alcoholismrecoveryradio.com and recoveringfromrecovery.com. The idea behind these podcasts is to discuss the various approaches of alcoholism recovery and find out why different solutions suit different people. The views here are my own and should not be taken as medical advice or seek help from a professional if you're facing problems with an addiction. Uh, This week I'm talking to John again and we're talking about starting recovery because uh, we sort of realised that it's the New Year's nearly with us, a couple of days to go and a lot of people will make um, stopping drinking their New Year's resolution. I I made that my resolution several times actually. But anyway, hello John, how are you doing? Hello Mike, I'm very good thank you. Thanks for having me on. Good, oh it's it's always, always great to chat to you. And happy new year to anyone who's listening. Yeah, happy new year. It, it should should be there by now. Um, Welcome to anybody who's thinking about trying to stop drinking or moderate or yeah. do some harm reduction. Yes, um, I, I think that the new year is 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 certainly when I used to go to IA, you get the most members joining would be yeah. on New Year's Day or, or that week afterwards. And, and a, a lot of people do try to give up, um, particularly after they've had a, a big, binge session and the lead up to Christmas and uh, the, the New Year's Eve and get all kinds of things going on and they, they suddenly realise that they, they do have an issue and try sort to stop. Second week of January, I think, is a popular time for that. Yeah. Appar- apparently, yeah. The, the I don't know if this is true, but I was once told that the most popular day for newcomers is a Tuesday in AA because people thrash it over the weekend and then they go, right, Monday I'm going to go to an AA meeting, and then they have one more day at it. Yeah. And then Tuesday's the day they... Because, like, Tuesday is the Alcoholics Monday, isn't it? Right, yes. (laughs) So in that respect, it's not necessarily January the 1st. It's like people make their New Year's resolutions on January the 1st, and then they probably have another week at it, and then they go, all right, I need a bit of help. Second week in in January. Well, that third week, that... The week when the, the all the bills fall, but the, the wages haven't come through yet. If yeah. you're lucky enough to still be working, that, that's supposed to be quite a, a down week, isn't it? Third week of January for pro right. people. So yeah, there's probably a few people. There might be a few people listening who are thinking about that. And the good news is, there's never been a better time to try and seek some help. There's a lot of opportunities out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there certainly are these days. Um, much more. Um, than than when we both stopped, which yeah. was sort of over ten years ago, and um, uh, we both did it the the normal way with the the route that everyone's heard of, which is AA. Um, you can you can stop on your own, um, but it can be very hard. It's something that I did many times, uh, and then I started again um, because um, I I found that when I wasn't in a, in a, in any form of recovery group. Um, I didn't know that much about alcoholism. I, I knew I had a problem, you know, that once I started, I found it incredibly hard to stop. And I could, I stopped at one point for over a year on my own and then started again and it was, you know, back to heavy drinking within a week and then I got very ill very quickly as a, as a result of that. And um, But it... You, you can do it. There's a lot of material out there on the web that, that can help you. There's a lot of books these days. You know, I'd definitely say go to Amazon and, and read as much as you can. 
But um, I didn't really understand what was going on until I did actually go to a recovery group. Um, and I just wonder, what, what was your experience, John? Did you, did you try on your own or...? Yeah, I was definitely one of those people who was always making the decision to stop and then just forgetting why I'd stopped. Usually, yeah. usually sort of by lunchtime the next day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, I think groups are really, really useful. My old sponsor in AA used to say, you know, that people show you what to do and some people show you what not to do. And you can see that a lot in groups. And since I, you know, after a few years, I like we both did we sort of looked at alternatives and thought of of other ways to 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 tackle this situation but one of the things i've researched is that group attendance definitely helps outcomes whatever yeah. it is whether it's aa or smart or life ring or any of the other options um or i have a friend who stopped just through group therapy it wasn't recovery based lots of people he still does it lots yeah. of people in the group have different things they're going to group therapy for just for some support and I think that could be useful too um, just through other human contact but I, I suppose one of the advantages of AA is that everybody there most of the people in the room don't drink anymore and they've all got their own story as to how they they did that and they usually they're not shy in telling you about it yeah. You mentioned you mentioned it. That was when you got honest when you got to AA as well, because other people were being open. So yeah, open. I, I I was able to. Um, I mean, I had therapy before ten years before I finally stopped uh, CBT therapy, and I also had CBT therapy uh, after eighteen months of going to AA, and the difference is quite dramatic. And 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 one of the reasons for that was that. Um, Certain things, um, there, there were certain things that I didn't want to discuss when I was originally in therapy, so I'd, I'd glossed over them. There was other things that I just didn't think were important, mm. and so I just totally ignored them. Um, so th- th- there was part part of it was lack of honesty. The other part is just ignorance, that not not realizing that 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 was an important thing and when I went to AA I suddenly heard people saying things that had affected them that were very similar to me and that, and that was a big shock because I'd never discussed that with anyone before and I knew a lot of heavy drinkers but I you know I never understood that the bad side of uh, mm. of drinking and there's there's not a lot about the depression and the panic attacks that people have and and things like that so that that was the important thing that I got from going to these meetings I heard people talk about saying that they had had these experiences but then when I looked at them um, they'd obviously sorted their lives out to some degree you know they were sort of looking healthy and, and getting on with life and, that, and that's yeah. the whole point of it and um, so when I did therapy the second time I was much more open I'd, I'd got used to talking to uh, about these things I, I, I'd, I'd say to people especially newcomers be slightly guarded what you say yeah. and what you share in a meeting but at the same time um, you know, it's it's quite liberating to to talk through problems with another person, which is which is a big part of AA. Um, and once you get used to it, you you can really um, use that with other other people. If you if you need, if you feel that you need uh, professional help, which I did, you know, with with issues that weren't really to do with drinking, but probably way back a bit behind the you know my my sort of personality so yeah I mean how about you what did you 
I, th I think that's a good way of putting it. It's weird because there are people, I found it, and I think a lot of people who are new find it frustrating because there's people in an AA meeting who will just, you know, vomit all their rubbish into the room for half an hour. Yeah. And you just think, what, what? Some of them might have been sober for 10 or 20 years. And you just think, what is the use of me listening to this crap? How's this helping yeah. me? Yeah. And then once you. On the flip side, there's, I think there's two good things that happen. The first is the positive power of example. So you will meet people, if you go to enough meetings, who are just like you, who are together, who maybe have the same job or the same background socially or educationally, people that you can identify with. And they're further along and they're doing well. And they're probably working the program or um, some variant of it. And you can draw on that, and they'll freely share that with you, uh, because that helps them as well. And yeah. then there's also the 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 power of example the other way, which is there are some people who are really messed up in those rooms, and yeah. and that's a good yardstick because you kind of think, you know, you go to AA and it's usually a, a fairly low point for a lot of people, and you, you kind of think I must be the, you know, look how bad my life's turned out. I'm at a bloody AA meeting. That's yeah. Harsh that's how shit it is and then you go there and you see people who are you know even worse than you or sank further than you did and have dealt with it um or not but it's it's you, you don't suddenly you're not the biggest arsehole in the universe anymore yeah so you get a little bit of, bit of perspective I'm, yeah you um, can see a progression because yeah. uh, you know when you when you go to your first meeting it's actually quite scary going in there you know you've got to introduce yourself and there's all these people you know sitting around and they're, they're all familiar with what's going on and you're yeah. like oh, what the hell is this you know and um and you, you generally <laughs> most people when they turn up don't feel too well <laughs> probably but you know it is desperation when they turn up and they've probably got a hangover and sweating and dying for a drink and it oh, you know so it's, it's a horrible place to, you know when you when you feel like that it really is the pit and uh, and then you know a couple of weeks later you know someone else will come into the rooms mm. and and they'll be like you you know, they'll be sweating and they'll be shaking and they'll look like shit and you, and you you can look at yourself and you think well you know I'm better than him mm. <laughs> so this is working and and you can look at the guy that's 20 years sober or something and you think well yeah I mean he's been doing this and you can you can see it the, the mm. people that have been going for about a year you know they're a lot more confident a lot more together and that's what you aim at and and, and that was very motivating for me if there's one thing I miss about AA, I think that's probably it, seeing people come along and, and get their yeah. stuff together and being able to genuinely help them. And that yeah. is one of the things my sponsor taught me early on that was quite good was, um, you know, a, a new person will come in the rooms and you might only have been around for a couple of weeks, but you're the person they can relate to. Yeah, yeah. Somebody who's not had a drink for five or 10 or 15 years. Yeah, yeah. You might as well be an alien. <laughs> you know, talking to them that you yeah know, you're just never going to relate to that but someone who's maybe stayed off the booze for a month or even two weeks when i got around that i was i wanted to know how those people were doing yeah because oh, i could i thought there's an outside chance i could achieve this um and this person's got two weeks and so they, they can show me how they did it mm. Mm. Um, so it's uh i suppose the best bit of advice is to try and retain a little bit of awareness about the situation you're getting into 
um, find people that you identify with and find people that are comfortable in their own skin yeah yeah and not sort of neurotic <laughs> there's plenty yeah. of that in AA yeah not neurotic and needy and um control freaks yeah uh, which so we, that's quite hard to find that but th- those people do exist they are around uh, yeah I mean I'd yeah. say I mean I I, I uh, in my first meeting I I asked if there was anything else <laughs> out mm. there you know because I was I was sitting there reading these scripts that are you know these big scrolls hanging at the side of the room and it said god and then it said god again and then it said god after that and i yeah. was like oh, i'm not religious and I, yeah. but am i joining a sort of is this group going to make me pray and all this sort of stuff and a lot of that was going through my head and um and I and I spoke to someone that had been in in AA and didn't go very often, and he said, "Just look, don't don't even worry about that, yeah. and um, just just sort of sit there and listen to people. Don't don't get into all that sort of stuff." And and there are, um, you know, in the last podcast that you did, yeah. uh, there there are atheist groups and things like that. It's, it's you, you don't have to get into the religion. There's some groups that will really push it. And uh, certainly some people that are keen to sponsor young uh, or um, newcomers rather um, are very religious in that, in that sense. But um, my advice is just go along there and sit there and have a cup of tea and, and chill out for a bit and, and feel if it, you know, it, it's right for you. Um, don't get too hung up. Don't run out the door when someone starts going on about God or higher powers or something like that. You know, just... Just, just ignore out. it. Yeah. Uh, the, the frustrating thing, if you're new to AA, is that a lot of the people who are comfortable in their own skin and recovered and doing well, a lot of the people are the people who are really on the program, and a lot of those people are the religious types. Yeah. Now, if you've got faith, if faith isn't an issue for you or spirituality, then just go for it and jump in. Yeah, You'll be yeah. fine. If you're someone who's an atheist or... Uh, and I've seen people with a science background really struggle in AA for this reason. Yeah. If you're that kind of person, you are going to have to look for allies. And I think it's, I, I would give it a few meetings. And then when you feel comfortable, I would say, look, I'm an atheist and I need help. And if there's any other atheists around, please help me. And people will do that. If you, yeah. if you don't say yeah. anything, people won't know. Uh, but you'll also you'll also hear people sharing who are who are also you know scientists and naturalist thinkers and they'll be able to help you as well. So you might not even need to sort of announce it like that. But don't be shy of approaching those people because the the god botherers they'll come up to you. That's for sure. Yes. And because yeah. um, uh, they feel they've got the answer, and the answer is a higher power. And um, so it's a, it, it, that's a sort of a. I think negotiating that path now is a lot easier than it was when we got around. Yeah, yeah. One of the great things that's available is there's a lot of Facebook support. Yeah, yeah. For people in that scenario now, and there's some wonderful uh, websites. AA Agnostica is really worth a look. That has a list of atheist meetings, and AA Beyond Belief are both very, very good websites with some brilliant people on board. Joe C., who's regularly on, um, he runs a really good podcast, actually. Uh, um, what's it called? Something Dogs? 
It's a quote from AA. Anyway, Joe sees AA podcast, um, which you can link to from AA Agnostica and AA Beyond Belief. That guy's 40 years sober this year. Yeah. You know, he's been around a long time. And um, and there's plenty of other people like that on the web that you can find who, who are willing to welcome new people and not try and convert them, which, that, which was rare, hard to find when I was trying to get it, sober. Yeah, I think the fact that the uh, the web is there and it, it, there's, mm. there's so much information. There's a lot of rubbish as well. You know? mm. I've got to, got to be honest, there's some real you know, stupid yeah. sites with conspiracy theories and God knows what on them. Mm. But there, there is a lot of information. And also I found Amazon to be incredibly yeah. helpful um, with the types of books on there. And I, and I, I would ask, you know, I'd, I'd say in, in your first three months, I mean, I felt so ill that, you know, really, really just turning up to a meeting helped me break mm. the, the habit of, of going for a drink. You know, it took up my evenings, time I got there, time I'd sat there, time I'd yeah. had a coffee afterwards and time I'd gone home. I was knackered, you know. I knew, yeah. Go to sleep and then start the next day. And, and, that, and, that, and that, that was... I wasn't in... I, you know, wasn't capable of deep therapy or anything like that yeah. you know so so don't don't try and run before you can walk but but i would advise people to read as much on the subject as possible and of course um, that that um they don't serve booze at meetings so no. it's a safe place and <laughs> that's that, right i was just yeah. like can i sit somewhere for an hour and a half where i'm not going to get a drink and yeah that was an yeah. AA meeting, and that yeah. was just great <laughs> i'll get coffee and a biscuit and, and it turns out sugary food is good for you in early recovery because you're replacing that. that yeah, that especially alcohol. if you're drinking lager or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's and a good tip to, yeah. to just don't worry about weight gain. Just drink plenty of sweet food for the first few weeks and, and eat plenty of sweet food and see what happens. Yeah, that, yeah. that podcast is Rebellion Dogs. That's Rebellion really, Dogs, right, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. guy who runs that podcast is at least 40 years sober. Yes. And, yeah. when you and, and he's an atheist. And when you and I were trying to get into AA you just didn't meet those people no no now you can go online and you can get in touch with them and there's plenty of Facebook groups as well if you just search atheists Alcoholics Anonymous and AA Beyond Belief you'll find the Facebook groups and you can contact them and they'll help you which is great it's that's a wonderful thing to do I definitely recommend it yes I'd steer clear of the I'd steer clear of the religious nutter butters (laughs) I'd steer clear of the the um sort of extreme anti-AA types as well. Yeah, yeah. But do do be aware that it's not a rose garden. There's yes. a saying I read online in one of the groups that if you're a young, pretty woman, you'll have six offers of sponsorship after the first meeting. And if you're a sweaty, fat old guy, it'll take you six months to find a sponsor <laughs> yeah. in some groups. And, and that, you know, there is a certain element of truth. That yeah. If you're yeah. a young, attractive person, male or female, um, just... Be aware that there's some needy people in those meetings, and there's, yes. some, there's some quite manipulative types as well. Yeah. AA is not always a well place. Yeah, but and the same you online research, as well. Like, you will you get know, help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The so, same yeah. online, the same online, yeah. unless you've got a lot of confidence. I wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't use your your normal details. Uh, yeah, you know. Uh, but the help is out there, and it's buyer beware. You can find it. Yeah, do yeah. do look for it because it is there and it can change your life for the better you just have to be a little bit careful in some ways being online slightly better because you're not you're not having to sort of physically be around with people so yeah. you can 
you know, if you, I think a good test is if you say something that's challenging to somebody about their ideas, and I have this a lot in online Facebook groups. Um, if you say something that challenges somebody's something that challenges somebody's ideas, do they get upset about that? If they get pissed yeah, off yeah. about that, then then they're not that comfortable yeah, with who yeah, they yeah. are. If they're if they're more able to engage in a discussion and a discourse and say, all right, well. How about trying this? Or yeah, you could be right. Maybe mm. let's try this option. Or how else can we meet that need in a way that helps you? Then they're not controlling and they're not narcissistic, and they might be somebody who can help you. And if yes. they have a good sense yeah. of humour, that's the other thing. And yeah. if they have other friends who have those qualities, that's at the point where you're like, okay, this person might be somebody who's worth getting to know. Yeah. 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 I mean, that helps her. Yeah, I mean, if you're in a really, really bad way, uh, I would, uh, you know, sort of suggest getting medical attention because mm. a, a quick detox, I mean, just stopping dead can give you a seizure. Mm. Um, I mean, some people would have to taper the drinking yeah. down and some people would need to, to go into hospital. Um, I, I, I was very close to, to that. I, I, I was you know, extremely ill after stopping um, that, you know, just on my own um, on one occasion. And um, I mean, I was quite young at the time. So, you know, I probably got through it. Okay. But I I have seen people have seizures and Mm. um, that's something to definitely avoid. So, I mean, don't, don't risk your life, you know, don't be proud about it, you know, go and get some help. That it is out there that there's various charities and things like that that you know you can go and see a GP. There's sort of, you know, people will give you advice. Um, you know, it can sometimes take you time to get into a detox place, but that, but that's the safest way of, of doing it. If 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 you, if you've got a real real hard problem, you know, I wouldn't try and stop overnight. You know, if you're drinking a couple of bottles of spirits. That's a, that is a really good point. If you're someone who is who is in that deep, and if it makes you ill genuinely, when you stop, then taper off and get help yeah. medically. Yeah. And yeah. remember too that nobody in Alcoholics Anonymous uh, is a doctor. Yeah, yeah. They, even yeah. if they are, they're not doctors. they you need to see a professional. They're not qualified to give you professional advice they're not qualified to tell you what pills to take or not to take yeah that's what a gp does and um yeah if also of course on the flip side if you're drinking so much that you get ill when you stop you probably do need to stop yeah that's a good sign that you need that you're ready for that help so think of that as a positive thing i mean remember remember that sort of how bad it feels when you stop because you don't have to go there again yeah, 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 yeah. It, it is a really horrible place, and yeah. vice versa. If you're not, if you're not that bad, um, you know, if you if you uh, are thinking about moderation, um, I'd also think that actually trying try a month or so without it, and see what happens, see what it feels like, because that will tell you um, whether you've got a problem or not. Because yeah. I used to deny that I had a problem. And, um, you know, but I, I can stop, you know, and it's just the pressure of work and all this sort of thing. And, you know, life will be marvellous soon. 
And um, and if you're still thinking about it a lot after a month and you feel like you're depriving yourself of something and uh, you're still craving it, then you've got a problem and it's probably worse than you think. And and, 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 and if you don't do something about it, you, you will uh, end up in trouble. Um, I'm not saying that people can't moderate. Um, you know, there, there are sort of harm reduction is, is more suitable for some people, um, you know, because I've seen people relapse uh, and, and it's 10 times worse for them if, if they've been abstinent, you know, because they're, they're not used to taking it. Um, so if you are going to relapse, a harm reduction sort of attitude is, is very, very, very valuable. But, um, yeah, just bear that in mind. It's, it's uh, a lot of people don't realise until they have actually done a period of abstinence as, as to the fact that they are in trouble and should really take this seriously. And um, But, of course, there's other people, other ways you can stop. There's other groups. Um, mm. I was just going to say, before, one of the things that I didn't realise, but those moderation management groups and the harm reduction groups, they begin with a period of abstinence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I didn't know about, which I think is worth pointing that out. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, the, that, the the other groups, um, yeah, I mean, the, the, I suppose the second biggest uh, worldwide would be Smart Recovery, mm-hmm. um, and I, I thought they were pretty good. I, I used a lot of their methods, um, and they're they're sort of um, you know based on CBT, cognitive behavioural therapy. Um, you end up doing uh, a lot of work on you know sort of cost. Um, Against uh, cost against loss of of what would cost happen. benefit analysis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what mm. I was trying to think of. Well That's done. it. <laughs> um, for 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 your you know on your drinking, and um, you do find in those groups that they are slightly more professional than AA because you do, will have a trained person in charge, which which is not the case in AA meetings, and people tend to go to them for a while and then get well and then move on, um, which is a which is a good thing. I found a lot of the people there were ex-AA. You know, they were probably people that had, had gone to and maybe the, the religious stuff didn't really sit well with them and, and they sort of did a bit of research. And they, they were generally quite motivated people that went to SMART uh, that I found and, uh, and, that, and that can be a useful group. Um, the downside of them is that there's not that not as many meetings you can't unless you live in a big city um, you can't go every night which is useful in the early days but that there are online meetings now so you know some, it swings and yeah, roundabouts there's some very good online smart yeah. content there's some good online meetings and I think um, their literature is up to date as well and, yeah. and very helpful they change their literature. Imagine that. <laughs> they have some literature yeah, and then new yeah. ideas come along and they incorporate them into yes. their literature. Yeah, How something novel. that AA doesn't do, you know. Yeah. Yeah, um, the, um, the, I think there's a lot of good stuff in SMART. I, I have to put my hand up and say I've never been to a SMART meeting, but I've seen some good ones online. Yeah, and I like, yeah. I like, like the literature and... Um, I think it's a good thing to com- probably to combine with AA. I think sometimes in early recovery, it's quite good to have somewhere to go where you can just have a sort of existential crisis in, bunch- in front of a yeah, bunch of people yeah. and they won't care about it. And that's the AA meeting. That's that system one thinking, which is the irrational, emotional, um, deep, self-centered stuff. 
and then the system two thinking which is the little bit more of the sort of cognitive awareness and rational uh processing that takes a little bit of time that's smart and i think sometimes when you're in an emotional crisis smart can be a little bit too like you mentioned some of your issues with cbt when you were still drinking it can be a little bit too involved but once you get through that a lot of people in aa never leave that kind of needy narcissistic i'm going to go and share my guts out at a meeting for 20 minutes and cry and whatever yeah you know after after you've been sober five years it's it's good to move on beyond that i think yes and um, yeah no, uh, smart definitely gives you the tools to sort of rejoin society. Mm. Um, mm. I, I think, anyway, and uh, I, I would definitely advise people to to look at it and, and yeah. CBT in general. If you don't fancy yeah. going to the, the to the smart group itself, or you can't find one, you can get CBT therapy one on one, or you can join a CBT group. Um, there's mm. lots of those around. Any AA fundamentalist, like I used to be. He tells you steps. It stands for solution to every problem in sobriety. Is full of shit. <laughs> uh, it says very clearly in the AA book: if you need outside help, you go and get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill Wilson took outside help. Lots of people take outside help. That is nothing. I, I, to be I certainly of did. In AA. Um, yeah. And uh, antidepressants is another thing. Yeah, that's groups. another thing that's worth saying. Actually, if you're if you're drinking a lot. You're playing around with your chemical reward systems in your brain, and a short course of antidepressants can be very helpful just to stabilize your emotions while you then find another solution. So I, yeah. I was on antidepressants when I joined AA, um, and they helped me because they allowed me to go, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna park my immediate terrible inability to cope with life here. I'm going to get a little bit of an assist to deal with that. And then in the meantime, I'm going to find something that's going to help me on a longer, more permanent basis. And then after I've been sober for a few months, I came off the antidepressants. And then yeah, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. And if I think that can hold up a lot of people. And you hear sometimes in AA about people not taking antidepressants and stuff. Ignore that. Yeah, Do what yeah. your doctor says. If you're genuinely down... There's a lot of quite safe medication now that's also quite subtle and yeah. um, can really help. You know, uh, particularly with things like yeah. sleeping and stuff yes. like that. It's not like just not knocking yourself out like the old tablets used to do. But that, that was one of the things in early recovery mm. that was so hard. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, I'd, I'd, I mean, my system was just knocked for six once I stopped the booze. Mm. Yeah, it was three months, I reckon, before I started to feel like a human being. You know, you, you know, it's 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 tough. It's mm. tough if you if you if you're a very heavy drinker and you've been abusing it for a long time. It your body lets you know when you stop. And uh, it's uh, it, it takes a while to get it out of your system. You know, what you're talking about earlier with the sugar, that's that's mm. one side of it. Your blood sugar levels go all over the place. Um, but you'll get tired at one point and then you're wide awake at night when you want to be asleep and, you know, all this stuff goes um, round in your head and you, you've got no way of blotting it out and all this sort of stuff. So it can be a very, very difficult and emotional time. And, and that's that's when being in a group, to be honest, is, is mm. useful because you can speak to people about it that have, that have been through that. And um, and, and you've seen, you know, that, they're, that once they've gotten through it, they're, they're come out the other side, they're doing much better. 
And there's also now there's a lot of good resources like podcasts and things. Yeah, yeah. And I mentioned Rebellion Dogs and this what you do here is really good. And when I was getting sober, really it was really yeah, nice to have something much. rumbling yeah. along in the background. So I used to get loads of AA recovery tapes and meet, right. meet speaker meeting tapes and listen to Clancy and Chucksy and all, all those AA types and slowly indoctrinate myself into the program. Yeah, that was really good. But now there's there's lots and lots and lots of very helpful ways that you can do that that are a little bit less um, sort of AA fundamentalist. And and there's a there's also a lot more really good information about the actual causes of of what's happening to you and the biochemistry behind it. So you can find some good information on on what might be the right antidepressant for you. And you can go to your doctor and say, I want to try this. Yeah. And you can find information about why we drink. You know, the, yeah, the, yeah. there's a lot of very very good research out there that's quite accessible. Audio books, the 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 system one and system two thinking stuff that comes from a book called Thinking Fast and Slow. Yeah. Um, the guy who wrote that won the Nobel Prize. Yes, yeah. And that's, you know, you could get the audio book and you could just sit and listen to that and it will explain some of your thought processes. And that wasn't available to us 15 no, years ago. No, no, no. Um, there's a lot of that. There's some very good stuff on evolutionary psychology that will explain... Yeah, the chimp uh, paradox. Uh, yeah, the chimp that... paradox is brilliant. Yeah. Definitely recommend that. Um, and there's another book that's not an audio book, uh, but if you're struggling with alcohol, um, The Drunken Monkey is a very, very good yeah. book about the reasons why we drink. And and it turns out our reward systems are, are, are wired to to fruit sugars, and um, and that's why we like chocolate, and it's why we drink, and it's not yeah, a moral yeah. thing. It's not a moral thing, it's not a religious thing, it's an evolutionary maladaption. It was a one-time advantage and now it's not an advantage and that's why people that's why we have an obesity crisis it's why we have a drink a lot of drink people with drink problems we're just not designed for the way that this stuff is it, yeah we can access it today think of the calories it would have taken to dig up some roots twenty thousand years ago and then the calories that you get from some roots you know yeah, this isn't, yeah, yeah. This isn't sugar-coated roots it's roots and, <laughs> and and the effort that that would take to gather that stuff yes um so so we're we're um all that stuff's available and it, it definitely if you if you're yeah, it gives you a good understanding I mean, that, yeah. that, that's what i was missing when i was trying to do it on my own yeah you know i just literally put the, the drink down i did nothing <laughs> nothing to help at all and that and that is a pretty much you know you're guaranteed mm. a failure unless you're incredibly strong or or you haven't got a, a dreadful problem and you can um, educate yourself now it's it's not that tough it's lots of good stuff on youtube and you can be a little bit more choosy in our day all, all we had was the big book yeah i mean there's other groups as well there's mm. life ring for instance yep. which is which is you know picking up um mm. there's some harm reduction groups uh, as well um but uh you know and and a lot of these groups they they treat all addictions you know uh, mm. um as, as one thing and i think that's uh that's something worth mentioning because uh you know it, it's very easy to jump from one thing to another um, mm. which is something that i've done in the past yeah and um uh, what you've really got to do is is deal with the uh the what, what's behind it or what what's driving the addictions and um that again is something that I discovered when I heard people talk about that in a group. Uh, I didn't really know that 
um, beforehand when I when I was sort of my solitary recovery. Um, you know, you get something. I mean, I I, I suppose I suppose all those years of, of uh, uh, failing to to stop. Um, they they did teach me a lot. They 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 taught me the, the how difficult it is, um, and that you know not to take it for granted. Now you know I can sort of remember what it was like, and I can um, you know I, I, it left me. You know I, it, it's 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 a shame that you can't just put it down and <laughs> get on with your life. But it, it is a very difficult thing to do. Um, so don't be put off uh, mm. if you. Um, don't succeed straight away. Don't just throw the the towel in, um, which is something that I've done in in the past. And then it takes you months before you get back to to mm. attempting to stop seriously again. And uh, you know you sort of beat yourself up over it. And then you just think, oh, you know, this is hopeless. I'm an alcoholic. I'm just going to drink. There's nothing I can do about it until you you really do get desperate. Um, but but there is help. I mean, one of the one of the methods that. Uh, that we sort of talk about quite a lot on 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 this site is is the Sinclair method, yeah, which unfortunately I hadn't heard about when when I was trying to stop because it's a method that I would have definitely used um, because it's sort of you 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 drink you take a tablet before an hour before you go drinking, and uh, that sort of helps you um, it extinguishes the cravings over time uh, so you don't have this sort of uh, desire to, to go out on, on the piss every night and um, you know it, it over over a period of time your drinking decreases to sort of safe levels and a lot of people end up going abstinent and mm. uh, from what we're seeing with the people that are taking it and, and actually doing the, the, the program properly and, and there's there's plenty of information out there there's, there's a c3 foundation there's there's uh, the sinclair method.com lo- lots of sites there's dr escapa's book the, the cure for alcoholism um but what we're seeing is is a tremendous success rate for people that comply with with this sinclair method there's some very helpful facebook groups as well where yep, people are talking yeah. through their practice of doing the sinclair method um and i definitely recommend uh i could they're sort of invite only because they're a little bit discreet but if if you wanted to get in touch with either myself or you yeah my blog's blog's called leaving aa staying sober you can email me from that or you you can get in touch with mike through this but um to just the name of that some of those facebook groups can be really helpful i've put a couple of people into that they've done really well because they can meet other people doing the Sinclair method, then they can see it working for them. Yeah. And people post their extinction charts as well. Yeah, yeah. So they'll show you like a six-month graph where they they were drinking super heavily and they started taking the tablet and their drinking just drops off over six months. Yeah, and then yeah. They're, they're just not bothered anymore. Yeah. So yeah. I would definitely... I was thinking, you know, we're, it's a new year, some new opportunities. If this was, say, a colleague or a friend or... One of my family that I was trying to help. There's a there's a quite a wide range of tools, and Sinclair method would definitely be in there for me. Yes, I would say yeah. we've already said go find a group. So go to find a good, find a nice AA meeting, find another group, maybe Smart Recovery or Life Ring, um, or Women for Sobriety. So find some people that you can meet up with, and maybe a couple of different groups. And then if you're struggling with the abstinence explore the Sinclair method for sure mm, mm. I think that's going to grow and grow and um, ironically 
whilst AA is resistant to the Sinclair method because you don't need abstinence, groups like SMART and uh, the moderation groups and LifeRing, I think, are, are actually, although they're, they're, their goal is abstinence, they're less dogmatic about it. So yeah. I think you're more likely to find acceptance if you were going to a SMART recovery meeting saying, ultimately, I'd like to stop, but I'm also weaning myself off using the Sinclair method I think that I don't think that will be a problem in yeah recovery or uh, whereas in AA it would for, for some of the more traditional groups yes yeah yeah and I, I think we both feel the Sinclair method is something that fast forward five years from now I think it could grow exponentially it could yeah. be huge um, yeah yeah the, the it saves you going to a rehab. I mean, if if you're oh, feeling yeah. that bad, I mean, that's that's the other approach that we haven't really mentioned. Mm. You know, you go and get locked up for a month um, at, at vast expense. I mean, mm. the, the sort of th- things we've been talking about have been well, ones that you can do to on go your to own. AA. That's your yeah. aftercare. Go to AA. <laughs> yeah, you get locked up for a month, and yeah. which is in an artificial environment. Mm. Um, which may do you some good, and you might start to feel physically better because they'll pump you full of vitamins, and uh, yeah. you know they'll start you exercising and things like that. But um, you know, even if it's a good one that gives psychiatric help or, or that kind of thing, is that really going to help you in your early days? I mean, it's debatable as well. What are you going to do when you get out? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the problem. Um, you know, you're going to yeah. face real life, and uh, yeah, that becomes. <laughs> I think the, the 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 thing that really opened my eyes to the Sinclair method was Claudia's film One Little Pill. One Little Pill, yeah, I definitely advise which, uh, watching uh, that. Yeah, if there's anybody listening to this because they're like, I've got a drink problem, I don't know what to do. Uh, just get yourself a copy of One Little Pill. It's, it's on, on Vivo, Amazon as well. It's on Amazon. Yeah, you can stream it. It's a wonderful production. Uh, and Claudia's very approachable. She's active in a lot of those Facebook groups as well. And, um, and she's that, got three C three foundation. C yeah, three foundation. That is a game changer. I, I I I sort of think of when I first watched that. I sort of thought of myself watching it as a drunk fifteen years ago. Yeah. My chin would have been on the floor. I'd have yeah, been like, yeah. "How do I get to do this?" Yeah, um, yeah. Because you don't need the god stuff. And you don't even need to be abstinent. So what's stopping you? It's, That's it's, right. And it's also the huge irony is part of the reason people don't know about the Sinclair method is because the medicine is out of patent. So there's no one really pushing it because it's not a big pharma thing. No one's going to make millions of dollars. No, it. no. It's, which means it's ironically no one really knows about it. But at the same time, the medication's quite cheap. So you might have to educate your doctor a little bit, but that's the value of the Facebook groups that discuss it. They know the techniques and they know what GPs are prescribing it and they know where to get it via the internet and they know what the dosages and things like that and all the stuff we can't really talk about because we're not doctors. Um, they can help you find that legitimate yes, get, get the, get the advice and sourced. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I definitely think the Sinclair method... I think rehabs are afraid of it because it's going to put them out of business. Oh, that's right, yeah. Because <laughs> it also detoxes you because yes. because you, uh, yeah. you know, instead of that, you know, stopping dead, you you, yeah. you generally will taper down, which yeah. is effectively what a, what a detox is. And yeah. it's, it's I, I think it's a very human, it, it, you know, it allows you to stay with your family. Um, it allows you to, to carry on functioning. 
it, it, it's a very dignified way of, of, of doing this rather than being locked up like a prisoner for a, for a month away from your kids or whatever. And um, I, I, I think it's wonderful. And, of course, there's no, nothing to stop you uh, going for counselling or, um, yeah. you know, along the way. So, you know... It's Apparently it makes exercise better as well. I was reading on some of those sites. Yeah. People were saying on the days they don't drink... Your reward system is a little bit more attuned to things, and you're not taking the the various tablets that that's two or three different options that you can use, which means that if you exercise, you you do get a real buzz from it. Yeah, and that, yeah. You know, that will I mean, be another it, thing I know it, that you do is exercise, but mm. <laughs> exercise is another thing that mm. um, I mean I think uh, it really does help if you can bring yourself to do it. And I must admit, I didn't do that much in my, my very early days, but uh, within about a year, I was exercising quite hard. And it, it, it helps you change how you look at yourself. You know, you start to think of yourself as a runner or a swimmer or someone that does yoga or, or something like that. Mm. And um, and I think that that it, it, it just totally changes your self-image, which is a great thing to be able to do if you're trying to... You, you no longer think of yourself as, a, as an alcoholic or a drunk or someone with a drink problem. And you also end up meeting with people that uh, are living healthy lifestyles. Mm. So you, you start to, to um, make new contacts. Because that's one of the hard things I found about stopping was that I, I had to say goodbye to a lot of people, mm. you know, because a lot of the people I hung out with were, were in hard-drinking pubs and, and they were like me. And you have to sort of... They're, they're dangerous people for you to be around in, in, in your early days. Um, and by your later days, when, you, when you've stopped for a long time, you find them boring, to be honest. So you, you, you sort of have to create a new social life which is one of the things as well you find when you go to these these recovery groups but um the other benefit of of exercise is that uh, it will energize you during the daytime it will help you sleep so all those problems that you get in in early recovery it, it really does help mental health you know it's what we're designed to do is what you're saying about digging up your roots well yeah, you know sure. i'm not saying go and do that but go and do a bit of a run or something mm. and and it'll uh It'll, it'll imagine burn those calories. Imagine <laughs> it's 200,000 years ago and you're an early hominin on the plains of Africa chasing down a gazelle, yeah. trying to exhaust it. That's how they hunted them. They just yes. jogged after them until the gazelles yeah. were knackered. And then yeah. that, that's, all, you know, that's what we are built for. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Not and anymore. As long as you can make it running past the pub. Where's, where's, wear a garish running outfit and then you won't be tempted to run into yeah. the pub on yeah. the way. Um, but the... Yeah, I think that's really true. And I, I was thinking, you know, we, 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 we have the sort of recovery culture where we do all these meetings and stuff. And certainly in the early days, when you're in AA, you're encouraged to go every day, 90 meetings in 90 days. Well, yeah. if you're doing the Sinclair method, you can control your booze. You could, you, you're no longer drinking unhealthily. So maybe you could join a running club or a, a squash club and then you've got a new circle of friends yeah, and you yeah. can talk about things other than drink and and if you can maybe have a look at your own um, just your, the way you interact with people become slightly less self-centred because I think yeah. I've got one of the, the good things about AA is it does sort of pick out that self-centredness of the alcoholic so try and think about others a little bit more and you'll learn about the problems that people in your squash club have and you can 
talk to them about their problems with their kids or their health or whatever or their money and they can talk to you about your problems about I used to drink a lot now I don't and and you can rejoin society that way I don't think it necessarily mm. has to be uh, the sort of the drama that you see quite so much in recovery groups yeah yeah that that nourishes and feeds into a lot of that self-centeredness with we're somehow special yeah we're yeah, yeah. Like, we're not like other people because we're gifted with the blessings of alcoholism <laughs> yeah uh, I mean, that... everybody has problems and yeah i think the sinclair method will be I, I would definitely this goes back to that group thing um i think group support can be very helpful but it doesn't necessarily have to be that you know just a group there's a great line in smart recovery about having a, a an overwhelming interest uh, a, a, something you're really passionate about whether it's running or chess or your career or whatever um and that they encourage that mm. and i think that's uh, a good thing and and you could do that with the sinclair method and it could be a chess club or a running club or anything like that and throw yourself into it and get involved and before you know it you'll be your old patterns will be history and you'll be creating new patterns of behavior yeah. for yourself that are healthier and you'll be ha this is the key point you'll be hanging out with healthy people yeah yeah and there's an element of some recovery groups where everyone celebrates that who are you know we're we're still sick and we're all yeah, we're yeah. All neurotic that is the thing that bores the hell out of me about aa i'm really not interested in that anymore yeah, I was going to mention that it's good to to have a balance of friends. Yeah. You know, you got your recovery group to go go to and say whatever you're wanting and share. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not that's valuable, but it's also good to, mm. um, you know, really learn from people that don't have a problem. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're the ultimate yeah. in recover because they didn't need to recover or anything. That's it. I learn most from my colleagues at work. Yeah, you know, my I've got some colleagues at work who are just amazing people, and I've learned so much about how to behave from them. Yes. Rather than the sort of drama queens you meet in fellowship meetings. Yes. Um, yes. Because they don't want to sit and listen to you whinge for an hour and a half about something. <laughs> they just want some solutions and and a, and a good sense of humour and willingness to engage in whatever's going on. And um, that's like, uh, you know, you can do that. It, I think it's important not to give, like you were saying as well, it's important not to give up on yourself. And Yeah. Um, you're worth it and, and it is doable people are getting sober today in all kinds of different ways and yeah it is yeah. doable you, you just find what works for you and go for it and and that can also change as well as you're going through sobriety so my first 10 years i was an aa demagogue and now i'm not that at all and i think that's that's a natural thing as well yeah people might yeah. be listening to this a few years in thinking i fancy a change for the new year that's all right as long yeah, as you stay yeah, actively yeah. in recovery, and you're, that's fine. And if it doesn't work out, try something else. Mm. You know, that, that, a that's lot out there. yeah. I mean, don't don't you know? Sadly, don't expect to just um, turn up at a meeting and, and everything's all right. It's it's mm. not like EastEnders, unfortunately, or all yeah. these other programs. You you actually have to put a lot of work in at some stage yeah. to uh, to make changes to your life if you really want to be successful. Um, and, and you have to learn to live life a different way. Mm. And um, but it's possible to do it because I mean we were both pretty bad um, uh, in in terms of what what we were consuming. 
and um, found it difficult and we both managed to stop, you know. I've seen loads of people, yeah, thousands of people I know that have, have bumped into at different meetings and different places and online that are doing this, you know, and, and, and they... And they beat it, you know. And the more more you put into it, the more effort, the, the better the results will be. And um, you know, it's it's natural to have a, a have a you know sort of a few few attempts at it, um, you know, before it works, before you yeah. find something that you, you're really comfortable with. Yeah. I mean, it's a difficult thing to do. I take my hat off to anyone that attempts it. Um, it is hard, uh, you know. It's 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 not like other things. Trying to stop other things, it's mm. very hard to walk past those pubs and those off licenses. And these days, when you go to the supermarket, it's all there. You know, mm. it's in the paper shop even these days, a petrol station. Uh, so it's you know, <laughs> but after a while, it it doesn't become important to you. Uh, mm. That's a great thing when you reach that state. Uh, I think I think the also there's a lot of very inspiring stuff out in the media now as well. A lot of people have published their stories, and some, there was a great documentary. Um, I think it was on Channel Four, or Channel Five earlier this year about alcoholics talking about their life and how they got sober. And yes, they weren't yeah. all AAs. Some of those yeah. were smart recovery, and some had done it in other ways. And there's um, quite a few very inspirational narratives out there that you can check in on. Yeah, they're going to make a series on that, actually. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, well, I, you know, what's interesting is a lot of those, you could tell from the language they were they were AA people. Yes. But they, 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 not all of them were, which was, I thought, really positive that they included mm. other forms because that's quite new for that, for that to happen. But also, one of, the, one of the traditions in AA is this tradition of anonymity, and I kind of feel that we don't... I'm not really sure we need that anymore in some ways. I mean, obviously I've broken my anonymity in various ways, but it's it's like, you know what? I think it would help people somehow. Maybe this is a subject of another podcast, but if you're, if you're new or thinking about getting sober, if you could see a lot of other people who were publicly out and publicly yeah, yeah. sober, a bit like the, the way the gay pride movement has changed. Yeah, yeah. You know, a pride parade is, has really changed how some towns view that that culture it's no longer a subculture it's just a culture it's just a yeah thing. yeah and it's acceptable and it's cool which is yes, great yes and so should recovery be yeah right? wouldn't it and i think that kind of old thing about oh, it's it, you have to be anonymous and all that stuff it works in the early days and if you're new and you're ashamed it works too but i also think the culture of you know what um I'm out and I'm proud, and I, I am. I'm an alcoholic and I'm in recovery, and I'm out and I'm proud about that. And um, it's, uh, I think more people should be like that. Yeah. And be brave enough to do that, um, because I, you, you might not be to everyone's taste, but you're, if, if you're struggling with it and you could see someone who's out and proud about that and not shy of coming forward about it, that's only going to be inspiring. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't go sort of shouting it out mm. that, that, that I'm an alcoholic. But if people but ask me, <laughs> well, yeah, do I don't. More than I don't. Most. <laughs> I do do on this, but it's yeah. Uh, yeah so sort of thousands of people are listening yeah. to it. But but uh, I don't. I don't when I'm walking down the street, or if I'm no. you know uh, with work colleagues and things like that. But if no. I see someone in pro in um, with problems, I quite often tell them. And yeah. um, you know, there was one guy about three years ago that I worked with, and I could wa- I was watching him go downhill because you know the the signs, you know, and you can smell it on their breath first thing in the morning, and you know they've they've crept off in the middle of the morning during work, and uh, you know, they, and I, I sort of had a word with him a few times, and. Um, you know, he didn't do anything about it, and and now I'm happy that he has. You know, <laughs> so uh, he's he's nine months now. You know, right. and doing well, and uh, it's it's uh, it, he, he realizes the value of it now, and, and he's being very public about it. Uh, that that's his way. Uh, one of the things that helps him that he you know he, he's broadcasting every month. There's another month gone by, and, and he likes right. doing that. So he's being very out about it, um, but. Uh, it's it's up to you, you know. Yes. I, 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 I would uh, maybe give it a while and see how comfortable you are with it, you know. Um, it, it's it's up to the individual. Some people love shouting out that they're in recovery. Mm. They sort of wear it like a badge of honour and, and others are, you know, yeah, just do their own thing. years. If you, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be doing it if I was new no. to recovery. You need to find your feet first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but there are. I think the point of this podcast is there's a lot of ways to do that. Yeah, yeah. So good luck, anyone yeah. who's listening yeah. to this. Um, it's a it's a difficult thing to do, um, but uh, you know that the rewards are massive. Um, yeah. And uh, well, we've both managed it. You know, sort of uh, managed to stop for for, for many years now. Um, and um, you know, I still don't take it for granted. Um, but it's it's a lot lot easier. That's one thing I will say. The time is a is a great helper, you know. In in this, it it does does fade with time. So if if you're sort of in those early days and it's you're feeling really bad and you 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 know it it it, it feels impossible, um, you know. The, the, it goes with time. You know, there's mm. plenty of things you can learn new new techniques. Like some people like meditation and things like that. Other people hate it, but it's yoga and stuff like that. A- a- anything that relaxes you, um, mm. you can start to, to bring those things into your life. And 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 these sort of worrying thoughts and the, and the cravings start to start to go down. And um, you'll have to fight them a few times. Um, but uh, uh, you know, it's, and and if you can get to a year, uh, if yeah. if you're going for the abstinence route, it's it's a brilliant feeling once you've done that. And I learned a lot of thought terminating cliches in AA that that were very helpful. Yeah, uh, don't, yeah. don't pick up the first drink. It's the first yeah. drink that does the damage. Get get your head in the pillow without having had a drink today, and you're winning. You know, all those little things. A halt. Don't get too hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. You pick those things up pretty quickly at meetings, and and they can be useful. That's that system one thinking yeah. stuff. They, they just come in your head when you're not feeling too good, and that can make a big difference. And um, so I mean, uh, yeah, the, your own collection of those things they can really help. Because the, the one of the big ideas of AA is it's just for a day, mm, just for today. Yeah. Uh, um, 
Uh, that's actually something I didn't do. Uh, mm. I, I will be straight about this. I decided to stop forever. And that was my attitude when I walked in. Um, I, I did, so I never did it at a time. Um, and I must, I had actually stopped a couple of days before I went in. Um, but, you know, the, the, the general <laughs> advice that, that, that is given, which I think is pretty good with hindsight, is, uh, yeah, you don't have to do it for the rest of your life. You're not depriving yourself for the rest of your life. It's just for today or even mm. for an hour or even for 10 minutes. Because yeah. you find throughout the day, you know, you might might be at one point in the day, it might be where you normally go for that drink. It might be that first one at lunchtime or whatever. And the, and the craving really builds up then. But if mm. you can get through that, then you'll feel good about not, not having had that drink. That's and, a and really it, good point as well. Cravings pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The surest way to 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 make sure a craving never leaves you is to act on the craving. Yeah. But if you yeah. don't act on the craving, it will go. We distract yourself with something else, and it will go away. And there's quite there's quite a well researched mechanism behind that, which I learned in CBT. Yeah, so yeah. AA. Um, but it's it's true in both cases. Cravings will pass. Yes. And. Um, uh, you can see it happening. You forget about the drink that you were you were craving. It's gone as long as you don't pick it up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that that definitely is the truth. I saw it in CBT with people who were cleanliness obsessives, and we had to do an exercise where we this wasn't smart, but we had to do an exercise where we touched a toilet seat and then didn't <laughs> wash our hands. And it was all I could think about for half an hour. I've just touched the toilet seat and didn't wash my hands. Yeah. And then a couple of hours later, I'd forgotten that that, that had happened. Yeah. It was out of food shopping. You know. <laughs> and that proved to me that whatever it is, you've got OCD or alcoholism, which is just another form of obsessive yeah, yeah. disorder, really, that craving will pass. Yeah, yeah. So you just, just distract yourself and it'll go. Mm. But so yeah. there's a lot of good stuff out there. Yeah. So read as much as you, you, you can and, you know, yeah. try out the different groups. And uh, if, you, if you, you know, think the Sinclair method, it would work for you. Uh, I'll definitely look into that. Mm. There's, there's plenty of literature on that. And uh, good luck. So uh, cool. I think yeah, we, we sort luck. of covered everything, haven't we? Yeah. I mean, for, this, for, the, for this. So we'll exactly an rabid. hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah good. Just over. Good. Good, good. Well, um, I think we'll, we'll be doing some more podcasts in, in the new year. But uh, anyway, just again, Happy New Year and, and good luck with everything. So uh, thanks very much, John. Thank you. Good luck, everyone.